0: This This is The Second Second Story Podcast.
1: Meeting the parents is an exciting and stressful time for any new relationship. Questions of insecurity reach a breaking point inside your head. What if you get into a fight with a sibling? What if you seem boring? What if everybody in the family is prettier than you are? You hope for the best, but you have to plan for the worst. Today on The Second Story Podcast special Valentine's Day 2014 episode, we explore blossoming new love and how one couple keeps it thriving in the midst of trying times. Alicia and Chad Haugi are both writers and performers based in Chicago. Alicia is in her third year in the Columbia College Chicago MFA program for creative fiction writing. Well, Chad is the head bartender at Longman in Eagle, my personal favorite whiskey bar in the world. They dabble in making silent clown movies you can find them on YouTube at the username MeatBud. With their story titled, Impressions, Second Story is proud to present Alicia and Chad Haube.
0: It was four months into our relationship, and I was going home to Omaha with Chad for the first time. The occasion was the 4th of July, but who travels eight hours to attend a barbecue? No, we knew that the real occasion was that it was time to meet the parents. He had met mine the the month before down in Texas, but now it was time for me to sit in hot seat. It was time for Mr. and Mrs. Haugy to silently evaluate, are you good for our son? Do you fit in our family? Will you make cute grandkids for us?
2: (laughs) I'm not going to lie and say that this time wasn't a big deal, but I don't know if that's my family or the way they think. I think they were just excited to meet you because I was excited for them to meet you. Alicia was already a big deal to me. I actually called my parents the day after I met her to tell them about my new crush. Can I say that again? Me, a 27-year-old dude, called my parents about my new crush after four hours of dancing with her, and I had been calling them to share my growing affection with her ever since.
0: In other words, he made sure their expectations were really high. <laughs> And I had never been in a relationship before. This was my first time to ever go meet a guy's parents. Of course, I had heard horror stories over the years from friends, like when my pro-choice roommate went to her boyfriend's mom's pro-life gala the first time she went home with him. But the Haukies seemed like a nice Midwestern family. Chad's father is a Bible professor and a pastor. I dig the Bible. But... What if he expects me to know the original Greek words or talk about hermeneutics? They're also huge Husker fans. At my high school football games, I stared into space until I got to dance at halftime. Smiles and nods for four days. That was my plan.
2: <laughs> my plan was that all these important people in my life would meet, and it would all be pleasant and nice. Nice. We'd first take the Megabus to Kansas City to meet my best friend, Greg, then drive with him to my parents' house in Omaha. There, she'd meet my family, and we'd barbecue and watch fireworks and YouTube videos and probably dumb videos of me as a child. My family laughed, and I'd pretend to be embarrassed but would secretly be proud because they were really showing me off. Until my brother would have gotten gone too far, and then I would have gotten mad, then embarrassed for being mad, and then Alicia and I would have had a moment and realized we were meant to be together.
0: But it's often those times in life when you think you've got everything figured out that you realize you don't have control of anything at all. The morning I met his family, we woke up exhausted on a bus. The smell of gasoline mixed with someone's chili cheese fries was getting to me. Gummy bears and trail mix were sloshing around in my stomach. My hair was flat in parts and too fluffy in others. I was supposed to be a lovely young lady ready to meet some of the most important people in Chad's life.
2: She looked like the most beautiful girl who had ever not slept well on a long trip.
0: Thanks, honey. But, at the time, my stomach was trying to settle to make room for the butterflies. At least, everything was on schedule and going according to plan, and then...
2: Then my cell phone rang.
0: It was his mom. Chad answered happy, and then fell immediately into a steady silence. There should have been uh uh-huhs and yes to let me know everything is fine, but it was... Too quiet. And whatever she was telling him made him look like he was 12 years old. His hand was on his mouth and my hand was on his shoulder. It was all I had to offer. What is happening? I asked myself a million times. Then he hung up the phone. He turned to me and said,
2: My grandpa. His stomach failed. He has three hours to live.
0: New plan. <laughs> We were pulling into Kansas City, but we wouldn't stay. Met Greg, hello, nice to meet you, let's go. Everything was rushed and panicked because according to Google Maps, we had two hours and 49 minutes to drive to our destination. 11 minutes with Grandpa Phil if the doctors were right.
2: For most of my childhood, I didn't really enjoy being around him. He always snipped at my brother and I. We didn't sit right on his plastic covered sofa, Laughed when we shouldn't have. Left the door open too long after coming in. And we would leave feeling like we didn't do anything right. My sister was born. And she was his little peanut. And he softened a little. Then his eyesight started going. He softened more. He started thanking us for coming over. He started telling us he loved us. I remember thinking. He's realized he doesn't have forever to live.
0: Chad was silent most of the way. I just gripped his hand that whole car ride like I was keeping him from falling over a cliff. And then it started to sink in. I was still meeting his parents, but now the delicacy of the situation is 10 times, no, a bajillion times more intense.
2: In that early morning, I haven't slept, I don't know how to deal with this haze. I looked over at Alicia and I realized this must be a girlfriend's nightmare. I turned to her and said, I feel so bad you have to meet my family like this. They feel so bad, too.
0: Don't worry about me. I'm the least of your worries right now. My words are functional like Velcro. But I couldn't stop thinking of how not only do I have to meet Chad's parents, but I have to say hello and goodbye to a man in maybe the last few breaths of his life. I've never seen anyone die before. The last family member's funeral that I went to is my great-grandmother's. I was four years old, and I remember her in her coffin. It looked like we walked into her bedroom and caught her sleeping. That transition was easy, clean, but I had never seen anyone who was dying.
2: I don't remember ever seeing this many of my dad's side of the family together before. It was maybe 15 of us, crying and nodding with forced smiles and sincere hellos.
0: There were clusters of daughters, sons, grandchildren with tissues in hand, heaving size-filled spaces between sobs. I was supposed to only meet the parents, but here was the whole Hauge family.
2: My extended family is generally a pretty awkward bunch. You know, the weather's pretty strange-slash-normal, or Nebraska football's looking pretty good-slash-bad-this-year sort of type. But this time, everyone was looking each other in the eye. Yes, this is my girlfriend's. No, this is not the ideal scenario. Yes, I can't believe it worked out for us to be able to be here for this. No, I don't know what to say either.
0: Then it was time to meet the parents. We walked towards them, and all the thought-out approaches, the practice smiles fell away. Instead, hugs, teary eyes, honesty... I'm so glad you're here, they said to me. We feel so bad you have to be here under these conditions. They were so kind. Mrs. Hauge was gentle and comforting. Mr. Hauge was attentive towards me, even with his father lying in that hospital bed. Please, I assured, don't feel bad for me. I'm glad to be here. I didn't even know what making an impression was anymore.
2: As I surveyed the scene, it was like being rained on and needing to catch all the raindrops before they hit the ground. Every moment counted.
0: Go ahead, say hi to Grandpa, someone said. We entered his room the way Moses must have approached the burning bush, careful to tread on the sacred ground. Now, it's true what I've been telling Chad and the Hougies. I didn't want them to worry about me. But there was this voice inside me that said, you haven't earned this. You don't belong here. I felt silly. I was this new girlfriend. All these people had years with Grandpa. They knew him, had memories with him, were truly mourning. And who was I to take a few moments from them, from him? And then Chad introduced me.
2: Yeah, that was important to me. I didn't know it would be, but it was. I never thought about having bedside moments with dying relatives. Seeing my grandpa like that, weak and disoriented, and having him affirm that he knows he's dying, broke my heart and put a rock in my gut. And when he asked, how are you? I wanted my response to mean more than it could. I wanted more than anything to have each word comfort him and let him know that I loved him.
0: I don't even remember if I took grandpa's hand, but I remember that he noticed me. He looked at me, he was glad to meet me. Was I the last person he'd ever meet? I was relieved to step to the sidelines and watch for a while while Grandpa's wife stepped in. Her name is Beauty. She's a spry, tiny Lebanese woman, his second wife after he lost his first. Pressed up against the wall with Chad, it was like watching a TV screen. A man is struggling for the last moments of his life. His loving wife is staying strong for him, pushing forward with a calm ferocity. She massaged his limbs, saying, Get that good old Norwegian blood flowing. And every now and then, she took a sponge, soaked in water on a stick, and put it to his lips. He opened up and clamped his jaws down on it hard like a child with a sucker. It was the only way he could drink. Then he made a request by tapping his finger to his lips. Beauty somehow knew he wanted something different. He strained his body up off the bed as she leaned down to gently put her lips on his blood-stained lips. That was the most intimate kiss I had ever seen. And I looked over at Chad and I thought, I could journey to this place with this man.
2: I looked over at Alicia and I thought, there isn't anyone else I would want to be here with me right now. Those moments were gifts for us. We were at the beginning of our relationship and... Grandpa Phil and Beauty were at the end of theirs. Grandpa passed a couple days later, the morning of July 3rd. Those are some of my favorite days with my family. We didn't watch many YouTube videos or home movies. They were definitely there. And I didn't have that sitcom family fight moment with a perfectly timed realization about my girlfriends. But I did get to see her defenseless and vulnerable... And loving and tender with my family and strong and comforting and perceptive with me. I saw them take to her and love her, sometimes a little more than I expected. Like my Grandma Beauty, who at the funeral called Alicia,
0: Chad's better half.
2: And said to me, not so privately,
0: Make sure you keep her in the family.
2: Thanks, Grandma. I will. Six months later, I got another phone call that interrupted another date with Alicia. My brother and sister were calling together this time. They said they knew I was serious about Alicia and intended to propose and that they loved her too and wanted her to be a part of the family. So they wanted me to have our grandpa's ring, which he had given to all of us so that I could have a diamond for Alicia.
0: This ring gets a lot of attention. A diamond that impresses others is nice, but I love how it impresses me the most. I love how it reminds me of not only me and Chad's relationship, but a relationship that was before us.
2: It's been more than three years since then, and my grandma Beauty battles dementia pretty severely these days. I talk to her on the phone, and I get to tell her every time how things turned out for us, and every time she says oh you got married to her I knew you would our wedding was two and a half years ago but Alicia truly joined our family that weekend
1: Held your hand through an unexpected tragedy. And how did your family react to the one that you love? This story was curated by Jessica Young with sound design from Billy Eline and performance direction from Reshmi Hazra. You can always reach me for comment on this or any other second story podcast at ozzy at secondstory.com. Be sure to follow Second Story on Twitter at Second Story or on Instagram at Second Story Chicago to get behind the scenes of our curation process. If you like this podcast, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes so more listeners can find and hear this work. Second Story podcasts are brought to you in part by the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, the City Arts Program, the Chicago Community Foundation, part of the Chicago Community Trust, and the Arts Work Fund. Second Story podcasts are produced by Eric Hazen, with special thanks to Sherry Pentamone and C.P. Chang. We share our stories, so you'll share yours. My name's Ozzie Totten, and this is Second
0: Story.